0: One God gave me a Ferrari because I am a Ferrari.
1: You're a Ferrari too. When God made you, he had all the options put on. You are fully loaded and totally equipped. So do this with me. Whoa, whoa. Where did we ever come up with the style of preaching we have today? There is some entertaining preaching, but not convicting preaching, and the legacy has been tragic.
0: It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel.
2: Hello, this is Wretched Radio and it is Witness Wednesday. I am at Georgia Tech University. Okay, there's a guy walking toward me. He's a pretty young kid, but I'm going to have to talk him out of putting his earphones on. Hey, dude, could yeah. I talk to you while you're walking for just a moment? Sure. Sure. what are you listening to? Soundtrack. To? Um, the Bourne Ultimatum. You're the guy who buys that stuff. Oh, yeah. Really? And why did you pick that?
3: Uh, it all depends on what mood I'm in. If I'm in the mood for uh, something to calm me down or something to get me pumped, then I... And what are you looking, looking for today? Well, I just got out of a test, so I'm kind of getting something intense
2: to get me pumped for the next one tomorrow. Uh-huh. So you're starting today for the test tomorrow. Yeah. How'd you do on the test? I think I did pretty well. Yeah? Did you cheat? Nope. At a boy. Good. Do you think it's wrong to cheat? Oh, yeah. How come?
3: Well, I mean, you're putting yourself in an advantage above others.
2: Okay. How's about stealing? Wouldn't it be stealing?
3: But yeah, if you're cheating, it would be because stealing, stealing somebody's plagiarism. stuff,
2: yeah. right? Do you think stealing is wrong? Yeah. How do you know? Um... Just the morals that I've been instilled since birth. All right. So here's 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 a scenario for you. Somebody's cheating on their test, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't hurt anybody. Is it really stealing?
3: Yeah, because you're setting yourself up above others who have tried to do hard, but they're doing it in a way that is uh, morally recognized.
2: Ah, morals is the issue. Mm-hmm. What are
3: morals? Morals, in my opinion, are a set of values that drive you through your actions. Mm -hmm. If you've got good morals, then you're going to do things that make you feel good. If you've got bad morals, then you're going to do things that are bad. And where should people
2: go to get these morals?
3: Well, I mean, you don't exactly go somewhere, but it's something that's taught you since you were born. Um, I go to church, and that's something that's been important to me mm-hmm. so that instills a, a great sense of morals
2: okay so you get it. I'm assuming a bible is where you get it
3: oh yes sir bible yeah. and scripture and pastor
2: got yeah, it pastor and all that. okay so you're a Christian yes sir what kind uh, Methodist Methodist okay so tell me what would John Wesley tell me I must do to go to heaven
3: I just believe that the best idea is to do unto others as you would have them do unto you I mean be good you to don't people want, yeah if you don't want people to cheat on your test then
2: don't cheat on theirs okay so, in order to get to heaven, what you just told me, is I need to be nice to people. Is that correct? Yes. Right. right. You're sure? Yes. Have you always been nice to
3: people? No, but that's that's the, uh, the problem of the human condition. Um, everybody has their, What's
2: their the, moments. What is the human condition? Do you think it's basically good or basically bad?
3: I believe humans are basically good, but we all have our, our desires that um, bypass our morals and cause us to do things that we would not normally want to do in... Uh, A a situation in which emotions would not be...
2: How many bad things does somebody need to do before they're a bad person?
3: I don't think it's a a quantifiable number, but I think it's whether or not you do it knowingly or unknowingly.
2: If you knowingly do bad things consistently, then I would say you're a bad person. So multiple repeated offenses so a horrible scenario some some slug some guy has uh, done something horrible to a little girl one time is that does that qualify him for being a bad guy Society would say yes but I mean if he does
3: truly repent if he knows that he did wrong and he truly does try to not do it again then I think he just made a mistake okay. but if he does like oh I'm going to do better or I want to do community service but then he goes back but and does you still, it still again. think he's a good guy. I probably wouldn't want to hang around with him, but I'd still give him the benefit of the doubt.
2: Okay, so you believe that we're typically born good? We maybe just get off the off the track a little bit. Yes. You're sure John Wesley taught that? I'm not positive, but that's how I believe. Okay. What about the Bible? Do you know what the Bible says about it? Uh, the Bible says about our condition when we're born.
3: Um, we're all created in God's image. Right. So, I mean, no. I'm assuming that God would not create us inherently evil. So, I'm assuming well, by that that we are born good.
2: Yeah, the Bible actually says that we are born with what's called an Adamic nature. It's got the name Adam in it, that mm-hmm. we inherited the sinful nature of our forefather Adam. In sin we were we born, in iniquity where we conceived. So immediately our DNA is that we are bad, that we're not good. You ever been to a Chuck E. Cheese's? Yes, I have. Mm-hmm. You still think the kids are good? I believe kids are motivated by their own intentions. (laughs) Okay, so you said somebody just needs to be good to their neighbor and they get to heaven, right? What about things outside of just being good to your neighbor? Like lying, or uh, pornography, or uh, lusting, or blasphemy. What about those things?
3: Well, I think that still all somewhat boils down to the same thing, like going to pornography. I mean, you're you're viewing someone else and you're lusting over Uh, them. You're not being good towards them. You are... Putting them as an item instead of a
2: person. Okay. Everything that you've described is kind of horizontal, that it's all about whether it hurts somebody or not. What about the Mm -hmm. vertical aspect of it, that it's a sin against God? What about that aspect?
3: Um, What are you asking exactly?
2: Well, you described to get to heaven, you've got to be good to other people. Mm -hmm. And if you do something that's bad to other people, then it's bad. But you haven't mentioned that any of that would be a sin against the Creator. What about that aspect of it? That you do something bad, and not only have you maybe hurt somebody or not, you've done it behind closed doors, nobody knows about it, it's still a sin against God. Mm -hmm. Isn't that an aspect and a component?
3: Yes, definitely. I mean, basically anything we do wrong um, is a sin against God. But in my opinion, if God expects us us to sin, it's part of our nature, Mm -hmm. all that he really cares about is if we come back to him.
2: Okay. All right. So I'm not exactly sure what that means. Come back to him. If
3: we repent and truly ask for forgiveness, and not just on the surface so that, okay, I'm clean, let me go do it again. Okay. I mean, it's, not like, it's not like you go throughout the day, you get dirty, you take a bath at night. It's right. if you try to keep as clean as possible.
2: Okay. So the guy on the campus who's doing bad things, who never does what you're describing, what's going to happen to him when he dies? Well, I mean, the
3: Bible says he's going to go to hell. How come? Because morally he is not driven in the way that the Bible expects us to, and also because he has not repented. Okay.
2: I mean, if you he- repent no matter what you've done, then by the Bible you should go to heaven. Okay. So we got a new bite of information here. Originally you said, I'm just testing, this is your second Mm -hmm. test today, that you said you get to heaven by being nice to your neighbors, Mm -hmm. but now you're kind of saying something different. We aren't nice to our neighbor all the time, and so we need to repent. Yes. Okay, so it's not about being nice. It sounds to me like there's a different issue involved here.
3: Well, yes, repentance is the main thing that gets to heaven, but I believe that both repentance and being nice to your neighbor are closely related.
2: They're related. Very closely related. Okay, so you believe Jesus died on a cross? Yes, sir. And what did he accomplish when he did that? The ultimate sacrifice. I mean, he showed. I mean, the perfect sacrifice. Yeah,
3: I mean, he was fully aware that we are humans, that we are going to be messing up, that we are going to sin constantly against him, and so he's like, "Well, I still love him enough that I will die for him."
2: Okay, in order that, in order that we can join him, because we need to be forgiven. Yes. Right. So people need to be forgiven for their sins, not trying to do good. They need to be forgiven. If that was the perfect sacrifice, wouldn't that forgive all of your sins? Yes, sir. Okay, so isn't doing good a response to being forgiven? Yeah. Okay, so we don't do good to get to heaven. We do good because God has saved us and we're going to heaven. Yeah, and we should do good. I mean, it should be something that we want to do, not
3: something that we have to do.
2: Right. So good. So So that sounds a little bit different than where we started. Probably. A little bit little bit different. Okay. So how do I get forgiven? All right. I'm standing here. You're a nice guy. I'm interested. What do I need to do to be forgiven by God?
3: Well, you just need to acknowledge that you are a sinner. Mm-hmm. You need to then ask for your forgiveness. Know the fact that you are not going to stop sinning once you repent. Mm-hmm. That you still are human. Okay. And just still be cognizant that you want to do better. Okay. And what about faith? Where does that play a part? A uh, big part. I mean, we can't see God. We can't touch God. we got to have faith that he's still there. So
2: we repent and put our trust in Jesus. Is that right? Yes, sir. Okay. And you've done that? Yes, sir. When? Oh, man. Uh, a while ago. Probably about 12 years ago. 12 years ago. How old are you now? I'm 21. Okay, so about 9 years old. And you've been living for the Lord since then? Yes, sir. Yeah. Do you read your Bible every day? Uh... I try to. I do a devotional every day. You do a devotional every day? If I got ten of your pals around and said, hey, what's the number one priority in his life, what would they say? To help others first, I would hope. Okay. What about loving the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength? I believe that people should be able to see that I love God
3: through my actions. Um, I'm not the kind of person who goes about professing it, just saying, hey, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. I want them to be able to tell that I'm a Christian by the way I act. Alright. Dude, thanks for the chat.
2: No Appreciate problem. it very much. See ya. Okay. Here's... Here's why I kept going with that. I'm thinking of Mark Dever the whole time. Mark Dever, Nine Marks Ministries, wrote a book about, well, part of it at least, was the nine marks of a healthy church. And one of the things that they do at their church is have membership tests. Before you are allowed into fellowship, they want to hear that your confession is sound. Now, somebody doesn't need to be able to just articulate and just go right down the Westminster Confession or the Luther Small Catechism, whatever your thing happens to be. It's okay that they can't do that perfectly. You should be able to ask questions. And if with reasonable prompting and leading, not dragging them by the nose, if they can express their faith rightly, then you would accept them into membership. And if not, you'd be concerned about their salvation. Here's my question for you. You just heard our young Methodist friend basically go through what would be kind of a a membership course. Would you let him in? Or would you say it's time to start witnessing because we've got a really white harvest right inside of the church? It's Witness Wednesday on Wretched Radio.
4: Well, in a world that is undeniably cluttered with quick fixes and superficial solutions, now comes a journey into the heart of real change. I'm talking about Transformed Season 3. It's finally here, and we're inviting you into the lives of individuals that are facing the giants of fear and guilt and grief. But hey, there's a twist. These aren't your typical battles. These battles have been fought with the sword of the spirit and the shield of faith. You'll witness loneliness and overeating and relational tension met with grace, truth, and love that can only come from the one who knows us the best. This season's not just about watching others. It's about seeing yourself and your struggles and the path to true transformation through biblical counseling. We'll together dive deep into the heart of what it means to be transformed. Transformed Season 3 can be found right now at wretched.org slash transformed3.
2: Record number of children are attending the Tomorrow Clubs in Africa. You should see the videos. Hundreds of kids run to meet at a Tomorrow Club in Africa. Why? Because Tomorrow Clubs, their weekly kids meeting clubs where the kids Yep, they get some treats, but they get the gospel. They get the Bible. They get Bible memorization. Remember, we used to force our kids to do that, but now that we're oppressors, we don't want to be toxic and make our kids memorize Bible verses when it's about a gazillion times easier than when you get old. And they worship the Lord, they pray together, and they get loved on. Tomorrow clubs, I'm telling you, record-breaking the images are so encouraging so cool and i would encourage you to consider being a tomorrow club partner one dollar per child per month encourage you to please consider supporting the great ministry tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched tomorrowclubs.org wretched
4: And thanks for listening to Wretched Radio today. We certainly appreciate each and every one of you who tune in and listen and each and every one of you who have supported us previously. Now, I want to take a moment and ask if you would consider, prayerfully consider, joining us as an ongoing monthly gospel partner. Imagine the impact we could have together with your ongoing support. I'm talking reaching millions of people all over the world with the life-changing gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Remember the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, be immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil is not in vain in the Lord. So standing firm is not just a posture, it is a partnership in the gospel that moves mountains, that changes hearts, and saves souls. So if you're in a good place right now in your life, you're giving to your local church, then we would ask if you would prayerfully consider joining us as an ongoing monthly gospel partner. You can get all of the answers to all of the questions you could possibly ever have at wretched.org donate. Wretched. Amazing grace. Amazing gospel.
0: Names of God We learn a lot about God from the names given to Him in Scripture. One name is Jehovah-Rohi, the Lord is my shepherd. A good shepherd protects, directs, provides and cares for his sheep. Jesus called himself the good shepherd, who lays his life down for his sheep. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel.
2: It is a Witness Wednesday. and I'm at Georgia Tech trying to witness to people, talk to people about the important things, not nuclear physics and the other things that they're studying here because they're all a bunch of brainiacs is what they are. They're all into the, the, the... I don't even know what they are! The things that make things go. Nuclear stuff and physics and architecture people, builders... sorts. (laughs) Answering the question, Friel, if you had applied to Georgia Tech, would you have gotten in? No. We know that now, don't we? Okay, I'm gonna try to scoot over and talk to this guy. Dude's wearing flip flops and a ski hat. He's hot, he's cold. I'm not exactly sure, but I want to talk to him. You're listening to Wretched Radio on Witness Wednesday. Hey, dude, while you're walking, could I talk to you for a moment on the radio? Sure. Cool. All right. What are you listening to on your headset?
1: Newfound Glory. What's that? It's a band, a punk band, I'd say.
2: Newfound glory? What mm-hmm. is that? What does that mean? It's got the name glory. Is it religious?
1: No. No, not religious. I'd say it's just I really don't know. All right.
2: <laughs> here's here's what I wanted to talk to you. You're flip-flopping and you got a ski hat on. Mm-hmm. How come?
1: The hat's comfortable. That's and I like to have the air on my feet,
2: but not on your head. No. Okay. I mean, that's fair. We all have personal preferences.
1: It's also fashionable.
2: Ah. For the chicks. Of course. There you go. Because that's a big part of going to school, isn't it? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Overall, do you think this is a pretty moral campus? I'd say so. You think so? Mm-hmm. How do you know? Compared to,
1: there's a lot of uh, places you can go religious-wise if you'd like to. Um, they keep everything pretty decent. You don't see like, you know, inappropriate posters. I agree. All I over agree. The place. I've been surprised at that. I think it's a pretty moral, pretty good campus.
2: Yeah. What about you? How are you morally?
1: Um, I mean, I'm not too religious, I don't go to church, but I believe I have a moral standing. i just not tied to one religion at the moment.
2: Yeah. Do you think you're a good person? I
1: believe so, yes. Yeah. How do you know? Um, because I always ask myself what I feel is morally right, and I do that.
2: Is it possible that there's a moral standard outside of yourself?
1: You mean like, uh pre-written morals that we should follow, like a religion? Well,
2: that or wherever you get it. I'm just thinking about the criminal who would stand in front of the judge, maybe, and say what you just said, and that is, judge, every day I ask myself, am I living right? Ultimately, it's not going to matter. If the judge thinks you're guilty, you're guilty no matter what you think.
1: Right. Well, I mean, there are laws that you have to obey, and... What about moral laws,
2: though? Stuff you can get away with, stuff where there aren't written laws about it. Do you think that there's a different set of morals in the universe?
1: Um, I believe that you're going to have to... I believe in karma. So I believe if you do something wrong, morally wrong, even if no one catches you, eventually you're going to have to pay for it.
2: Okay, who's... I'm always curious, going this way. Mm -hmm. When it comes to karma, who is the cosmic accountant that's making sure the people get punished?
1: It's not necessarily that there's some higher being, in my belief. This way? Like I said, I'm not really with a religion. It's mostly that almost probability. It's just a power. It's not really a being. It's just the forces of nature kind of.
2: Yeah. That sounds like God to me.
1: In a sense it is. It's just I'm not exactly atheist. I just don't know which God I'd like to call it yet.
2: Okay. You know what I mean? Is a, it is a perhaps a more specific question, not what do I want to call God, but who is God? I think that's fair. Yeah. And you don't know? I'd say so. Did you grow up in a religious home?
1: Yes, yes. Southern what? Baptist. Southern Baptist. Mm-hmm. And who did they say God is? A divine being that created the earth and all the things in it, and controls all the things in it. Mm-hmm.
2: And you don't think that's right?
1: I think it's right. I just didn't stick with that religion because... There were some things that I was unsure about, and there were some things in other religions that I... Uh, oh, were are interested. Might, yeah.
2: What were you unsure about when it comes to being a Southern Baptist?
1: Um, the creation. Um, me, obviously, I go to tech. I like science. I kind of feel more towards the uh, scientific creation and yeah. evolution. Yeah. But... Can't really think of too many examples off the top of my head. Hmm. Mostly, it was just I saw other things in other religions that I
2: appreciated, like reincarnation, karma. Karma,
1: not necessarily reincarnation, but karma, and just well, Christianity
2: has karma in a sense Mm -hmm. that God will make sure that anything that's done that's wrong will get punished. So that aspect is in Christianity, isn't it?
1: Yes, I just. I didn't feel it. Like, when I talk to Christians and I go to church and things like that, I didn't feel that they believed in karma as I did. I didn't feel like their uh, points of view of the uh, topic with, agreed entirely with mine. Mm-hmm. So I'm at a point where I'm just looking around. Probably I will end up going back to Southern Baptist just because that's my roots and... If anything, it's probably what I feel strongest with Okay, tell me uh,
2: (laughs) Believe it or not, you and I have a lot in common You don't know this, but we do I was a lot like you many years ago Because I didn't didn't understand something So I'd like to ask you, tell me What is the gospel? The gospels? The books written by No, what is the gospel, the good news? Don't believe I know Okay, that might be a big What's your first name? Casey Okay, Casey It's, it's, it's alright Okay, Casey This might be helpful I'm going to ask you A tough question Would you consider yourself To be a good person? Yes Okay I'm going to test that Alright How many lies Have you told in your life?
1: Mm, a few
2: A few Okay So if you tell a few lies What does that make you? If I told a few lies You might call me a Liar, liar. Okay How many things Have you stolen in your life? Never Okay How many times Have you taken God's name in vain? Um, I might have a few Blasphemy Okay How many times We talked about girls before How many times Have you elected a woman On campus with lust With sexual desire Sometimes yeah Okay And we'll we'll leave it there We won't get into fornication We won't get into pornography We'll just leave it With looking with lust Okay The Bible says You're going to die you're going to give an account the books will be open so there you stand naked before God no attorneys no parents nothing you and God he knows every thought every deed done in darkness everything you should have done but didn't all Mm -hmm. the times you had a meal and you didn't thank him Mm -hmm. would he find you innocent or guilty Casey
1: well again that comes back to that's the Christian God that you're speaking of I don't like I don't the things that you've named off that you feel are wrong does not agree with what I feel is wrong. I but think again,
2: this comes back to it doesn't matter what the criminal thinks. The question is, what does the judge think? So if the Bible is true, okay, grant me that premise. If the Bible is true, if the God of the Bible is the only God, no other options, he's it. He's the creator, he's your maker, those are his laws. Would you be innocent or guilty?
1: Here's my thing. You say that it's the judge who gets to decide what's right mm-hmm. or wrong. Well, we get to decide what country we live in, and we choose the country whose laws we agree with. So if you don't like the laws that you're following under that judge, you go to a country that you agree with.
2: Right. But God's not a country, okay? This is His world. He's the one who wrote the rules. So the question is, if you stood before Him, innocent or guilty?
1: I would consider myself innocent, because my beliefs are different than... I don't believe... But that's... I believe that's there could irrelevant. be more than one God. I believe there could be a Christian God. There could be, you know, there could be multiple gods. We each may see our own God okay. when we come Setting to Setting that aside for a moment. My,
2: my premise is this. If there is only one God, okay. and you stand before him, and he knows everything you've done, innocent or guilty...
1: I may be guilty of a few things. That's for him to decide. Right. I I do things as I feel best day to day. I do what I feel is right. And I don't regret a single thing I've done. If I stand in front of him, if I have done wrong in choosing who I wish to believe, and I stand in front of your God, and he deems me guilty and sends me to hell, then I I can at least say I've done my best. I've done what I feel is right day to day, moment to moment. I've done what I feel is right, and I deserve what I get. And I will burn in hell. And that's what i pay at least i can say that i made the best decision i could moment to moment you'd want to go to hell i don't want to but if i'm doing the best i feel i can and your god sends me to hell what does that say about your god that he's just okay then i deserve to go to hell that's what it boils down to casey what's
2: the gospel Tell me, what's the gospel now? This is where the good news comes in. What is it?
1: The gospel is something from your religion that no, no, you I, follow.
2: I, I understand. But what is it? What is the gospel? What's the good news right now? Because we've now discovered some bad news. If God is who he claims to be, you're going to hell. That's the bad news. What's the good news? You, you know mean this? if I
1: do all things right, I go to heaven? No, and
2: you, you haven't. So you're in big trouble already. So that's but you're irrelevant.
1: saying that's what the good news would be no. if I did do everything right? How many years could right? you go to church, Casey? I went to church, um, went to Sunday, or not Sunday school, I went to summer Bible camp of years when I was younger. Okay. Didn't go to church on Sundays, no. Okay,
2: dude, the good news is, Jesus Christ, you've heard his name, mm-hmm. he's God. He came to this earth to die on a cross to take the punishment you deserved. Mm-hmm. You deserve the wrath of the Father, Jesus took it on your behalf so that your sins can be forgiven. You've you've broken the law. Jesus paid your fine. And if you'll repent, apologize, put your trust in Jesus Christ, then the Bible says you'll be forgiven of your sins, and God will grant you everlasting life. That's the good news. You don't have to go to hell. God will save you, and he'll take you to heaven based on what his son did. That's the good news of the gospel. Now, I know you're thinking about stuff here, you're going through campus and college and trying to figure these things out, all right? So as you ponder things and try to figure it out as you're on campus here, mm-hmm. now at least you're dealing with what the Bible teaches, and now you know what the options are. Fair enough? Fair enough. All right, dude. Thanks for the chat. You're a gentleman. Good Thanks day. very much. It's Witness Wednesday on Wretched Radio.
4: And it's now time for a Wretched News break here on Wretched Radio. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Kicking things off today with country music news, an Oklahoma country radio station has faced accusations of racism this week because they originally declined to play Beyoncé's newest single. Despite no history of bias, outraged fans blasted the station on social media until management explained they simply didn't have the track in rotation yet. Yes, Beyoncé is releasing a new album, as was announced during the Super Bowl, but she's also... Going to be releasing two singles to country music, and it appears the station management did not yet realize that Beyoncé's latest releases were actually in the country music genre. But once they were made aware, they quickly added the song. Shifting gears, the descendants of enslaved laborers want, you guessed it, over $70 billion in reparations from a Missouri university they helped build generations ago. $70 billion. Wow. In medical miracles, an Indian woman presumed dead woke up en route to her own cremation after being incorrectly declared deceased by her family. And that's probably a really good example of why here in the United States, you got to have an actual doctor come out before anyone is presumed dead. Shifting gears to politics, Democrats are crying foul over Donald Trump launching his 2024 bid so soon while their president sets up campaign accounts on TikTok. There's irony there as the Biden administration warned Americans away from Chinese data mining on the TikTok app, but he still has to embrace it for his campaign. I guess it's the old, if you can't beat them, join them. And finally, get this, Denver is considering allowing non-citizens to serve as police and firefighters while they struggle to support record illegal immigrant influxes. Wow, seeking to keep the public safe through loopholes? Hmm, instead of straining cities, you would think Washington should probably tackle these policy root causes. Protect the citizens. I think that's probably number one on the list of things they're supposed to do. And that's been today's Wretched News Break. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks.
0: Books of the Bible. The Apostle Peter wrote to the elect exiles who were facing persecution for the sake of Christ. Peter exhorted them to trust God and to continue living godly lives. He reminds them of their hope in Christ and their high calling. When you want to learn joyful obedience, no matter what your circumstances, look to First Peter. This is Wretched
2: Radio with Todd Friel. This is a Wretched Radio, and it's a Witness Wednesday. I'm at Georgia Tech. Don't know if you caught the witness encounter that we just had with a young man named Casey, who grew up Southern Baptist, who didn't understand the Gospel. And it's not just Southern Baptist. It's Lutheran. It's Catholic. It's Episcopalian. Casey... Never heard the good news. Didn't even know what the good news is. Again, the church is so under evangelized. And the same thing was true with that young man. And I wish you could have seen the look in his face when we were talking about standing before God on judgment day being guilty and what he would do with you could be wrong, but I think he was getting kind of emotional. And it was, I think he was understanding his situation. And that's why I gave him the good news. Because remember, when you're witnessing to somebody, somebody doesn't need to confess to you, please tell me about the hope that lies within you. You don't need to hear that. Sometimes you can actually see that. Please, give them the good news. It is our desire to give the good news. Yeah, there's definitely times when we shouldn't do it, when there's people who are antagonistic and snarky. But overall, I think the rule is that we want to give out the gospel. All right, I'm going to walk with this young fellow right here. Excuse me, young man. While you're walking, could I talk to you on the radio for a moment? Yeah, sure. What are you studying here, dude? Mechanical engineering. Tell me, what is the most... Amazing thing that you've learned about mechanical engineering since you've been here at Georgia Tech.
5: How prevalent mechanical engineering is in so many of the problems
2: ah being I see. solved
5: today. All right.
2: Now, do you think that all of these laws, these equations that people have come up with, did they happen randomly, or do you think that there was some sort of order or design behind them?
5: I don't think that they necessarily happen randomly. I'm sure some of them came from random circumstances, but I think that it takes a ordered
2: approach to develop them. Mhm. So there was—is—is is there some sort of an orderer for all these equations?
5: I think, to a certain extent, there is. Who do you think it is? God. Who's God? Hmm. Good question. Yeah. Um. If I had to put it into words, I would say that God was independent of any religion. God is a higher being that. Yeah. Well, from my own personal beliefs, God is the creator of the world and the individual that has brought us to this place in time. Okay. Do you think he's
2: your provider? I do. Yeah. Do you think, as your creator and provider, that he has rights to you? Hmm.
5: I think if you believe, if you trust in him, then yes. But if you don't, he doesn't have rights to you?
2: I don't think you'd want to admit that he does. But do you think he does? Yes. You, individually. Yes. So yeah. he has the rights to you mm-hmm. and what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think you've been obedient to this creator-provider?
5: I try to be, but I haven't.
2: Okay. So what do you think he's going to do with you when you meet him? You're a thoughtful type, aren't you? I am. You sure are. I would say
5: when I meet him, I think that... He will appreciate that I tried but that I wasn't always perfect. Okay. Does that work these days in a court of law?
2: Judge, no. I tried. No. I think it's taken into consideration. Okay. But overall no. Overall. So what do you think, if there's if there's a punishment in a reward system, what do you think you're going to get? Right now I'll probably get punishment. Yeah. That's a lovely thought. Mm-hmm. Really. <laughs> do you think about these things ever? I do. Yeah. And what have you done about it? Well,
5: I, I try to eliminate
2: sinful decisions from my life. Okay. But you've sinned, mm-hmm. yes? Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you're in big trouble. I guess so. Hmm. Huh. Do you have a religious background? I do. What is it? Catholic. What did they teach you about the afterlife? Well, what I was taught was that
5: exactly what we're talking about, that when you die you are judged for your sins mm-hmm. and that there's a dividing line and that it comes down between heaven and hell yeah and
2: it sounds like you're going to hell you could say that yeah does that concern you it does I would yeah I, I, I hated that how old are you uh 22 22 yeah I hated the thought of death because I just knew I'd been a bad boy <laughs> and I just knew what I deserved all right this isn't Catholic, but this is... What does the Bible say that you must do to be made right with God? It has a provision, you know. There uh, is a way for you to be forgiven. What is it? Repent. That's right. What does that mean? Um, accept Jesus Christ. Okay. That's well, that's that's that may be faith where you believe in Jesus okay. Christ. The Bible speaks of repenting, which mm-hmm. means agreeing with God, I'm bad, I've done wrong, mm-hmm. I've looked with lust, I've blasphemed, I've lied, I've stolen, I dishonor my parents, I mm-hmm. did everything contrary to God's will, right? But there's a provision so that God can be just because He must be just, He must punish lawbreakers, right? What did He do to satisfy justice on your behalf? Um, he gave his only son. That's right. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, and whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Right. You broke in God's laws, but Jesus paid your fine. So you can go to heaven not as a good person, but as a bad person who's been forgiven by a good God. If you will repent, acknowledge your sins, apologize, turn from them and put your trust in Jesus. Right. That's what the Bible teaches. By the way, that's not Roman Catholic. No. That's what the Bible teaches, though. The Bible says you can be saved by faith alone in Jesus Christ alone because you're a lawbreaker and you can't do anything good to help yourself, but he will save you and your badness can be put on Jesus and his goodness can be credited to your account. so that you can be seen as perfect even though we're still here and we sin we still do bad things but we're seen as perfect by God because of what Jesus did and he grows us in holiness not to perfection but then when we die he takes us to heaven based on what Jesus did so dude if you're thinking about these things I'm glad you are ponder this you're right. You're a lawbreaker, like the rest of us. But God is good, and he's kind, and he's rich in mercy. And the good news of the gospel is that Jesus rose from the dead, defeated death, and he can forgive your sins if you'll repent and put your trust in him. That's the good news of the gospel. Right. Got something to think about today, eh? Yeah. All right, man. Thanks I hope a you will. Goodbye. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One go. of those think deals. All right. It. Goodbye. See you. If that young man could have drilled holes through the back of my head by staring at me, because he was looking at me like I I, I was bringing a bite of information that he has been, it would seem, looking for. And it's a joy, and it is a delight to be able to share the good news of the gospel with people who are simply trying to figure it out. (laughs) All right, there's a guy behind me right now. Dude, how are you? Hey, can I talk to you while you're walking? Sure. What are you listening to? Uh, It's music. What kind? Uh, rock. Rock music. Okay. Who? Uh, Seven Dust. Seven Dust. Are they popular? Yeah. Uh, they're popular around Georgia, so they're from Athens. Okay. So, if I don't know who Seven Dust is, will you still will you, will you still uh, uh, talk to me? Sure. Okay, cool. What are you studying here? Uh, mechanical engineering. Cool. I want you to tell me the most amazing thing you've learned since you've been here about mechanical engineering. Uh... Well, I mean, I've learned how to make like
6: three D models of just about anything, which okay. is really, really seems like it'd be very practical.
2: Yeah, but what it, like uh, a lesson, a law, a rule, a principle, anything that made you go, whoa, cool. Um, I, mean, I don't know about laws and principles, but I mean, I've learned like,
6: I guess, uh, analytical thought process and like, you know, just like the way to
2: think to create something. Okay, so you're a logical kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. And so, do you think there's rules of logic? Hey, Ned. What's up, man? Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. And do you think there's there's rules of physics and
6: engineering? Well, I mean, naturally there would be rules of physics, like things like gravity don't change.
2: Okay. How, do you think that those those rules were random, or did they come about by a designer? How do you think that we got these rules?
6: Oh, are, are we talking about uh? theory of intelligent design well if you want to i mean yeah i've
2: I've always been a firm believer in the theory of intelligent design who do you think the intelligent designer is god who do you think that is i don't you know it's kind
6: of hard to say because i mean like a lot of the things about god are kind of a little bit beyond uh beyond comprehension
2: wouldn't argue with that yeah who do you think it is Oh, well, uh, you mean, like, what, faith? Well, no, just you personally. What do you, what do you, you, does does your God have a name? Does he dwell someplace? What does he do? Is it a he? Is it a she?
6: I mean, for me, God is, I don't really think of him as, like, anything remotely human. It's kind of like, he's not really a, I say he, but I mean, like, there's not really a gender to, per se, God, because, like, you know, if... If he was a male, that would mean there would have to be, like, a female counterpart or something like that. And there isn't. Are you sure?
2: Are there two gods? I'm asking you. Oh, well, I don't think so. Why would there have to be a female counterpart if there's a male? Well, I mean, like,
6: male and female, that makes, like, that makes a whole. You know, like, you can't... Are you not be, a whole? It would be, be futile to have a male's, you know, males just walk around without females to, you know... to, to, like, I guess, complete that whole thing. It would be completely useless for a male to be a male. Are you useless? Well, I mean, no, but as a male I am, but not as a human being. What's the difference? Well, I mean, like, when I say male, you know, being male does not necessarily define who I am entirely. It is a feature about me. Mm hmm And if, say, I guess...
2: Are you complete as you are? Um, I mean, I, I don't know. It's a difficult question. All right, dude, hold on one second. got to take a break. Hold on. Back in a moment. Wretched Radio. Who will speak for those who are staggering to the slaughter? Seems like right now would be a good time to encourage you to support Preborn Ministries. They're in it. It's a little complex out there with the internet and ordering pills. They're in the game. They're working hard to save babies and save mommies and daddies with the gospel. So if you are energized about life, that's something you can do. You can support Preborn. They provide free ultrasounds, despite the accusations of all pro-life clinics. They are holistic. They do care about the mommy too. And they care for the family and they provide training. And it is literally a way that if you have the means, you can be saving a life. Amazing ministry. Preborn.org slash wretched. Preborn.org slash wretched.
4: Are you ready to go on an adventure that tackles life's biggest questions head on? Well, we invite you to join John Fabares and Jake Ream on a riveting journey in Road Trip to Truth Season 4. This season, they're hitting the road to explore deep questions about sin, atheism, racism, and the very nature of truth itself. Through candid conversations with university students and wisdom from experts, this season delivers some unwavering answers from a biblical perspective. Whether it's understanding the realities of heaven and hell, navigating the complexities of marriage, or uncovering the truths about money and forgiveness, Road Trip to Truth Season 4 will be your guide. It's perfect for youth groups, families, or anyone who seeks to defend their faith with confidence. Road Trip to Truth has been more than a series. It's a tool for sparking meaningful discussions and inspiring a commitment to the gospel. So if you're ready to head out on a road trip, buckle up for the truth. Road Trip to Truth Season 4 available now at wretched.org slash four.
2: Might I first of all, thank you for the hundreds of wretches who supported Master's Academy International last year. And if you are now perhaps intrigued by what they do at Master's Academy International, would encourage you to check them out. Yes, we're doing a Bible distribution program with them, but they're training pastors around the globe. Seminary trained students at the Master's Seminary return to their native land and they get plugged into a master's academy international mini seminary outlet where they teach indigenous pastors how to rightly divide the word of truth, it's brilliant. And these indigenous pastors trained at the master seminary train indigenous pastors. Brilliant! It is a wonderful ministry, and you could be supporting a pastor, you could be supporting a seminary overseas, and you'll be strengthening the local church. You can do that at wretched.org slash pastor, wretched.org slash pastor. Titles of Christ.
0: In the Bible, Jesus is given many titles that teach us about who he is and what he has done. Jesus is called the seed of the woman. Immediately after the fall of man, God promised a Savior who would be the offspring of the woman. Jesus was born of a virgin, a divine Savior born of the seed of woman. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel.
2: Logic, we are about to be very logical. We are on the campus of uh, Georgia Tech, and I'm walking and talking with a guy from Walton's Mountain sort of a Jim Courier look like and the kid who beat me up when I was little. You're all those three people wrapped in the what one, dude. What can I say? <laughs> Alright, dude. You said that you're into logic, right? Yeah. And you said that you believe that there is a God. Yes. Alright? Because you look at the creation and you realize, hmm, gotta be a creator out there. Yes. Uh-huh. But you just don't know who it is. Mm-hmm. Would this be logical? If God created everything, we can learn something about that God from the creation. Fair enough? hmm Take a look around. What can we learn from God by looking at the creation? Give me some attributes of God by looking at the universe. I mean, uh, I would say from that, I would say God is definitely eternal.
6: Because if you look at some theories, like, I guess, like quantum stuff like that, it the universe has never gone away. There was no beginning. There was no end. Right. It just kind of oscillates between. So God
2: is eternal. Yeah. All right. He's what he's other eternal? attributes? He is extraordinarily complicated. I agree with that. All right, now here's a trickier one. Communicative. He communicates. Yeah. How do you know that? Well, if you look at
6: life, you know, the creation of life, one of the, you know, defining features of things that are alive from things that aren't is that they can move and you know, interact with one another. All right, very good. And, you know, things things wouldn't live very long if they couldn't communicate with each other. Very good,
2: all right. So we communicate, therefore God communicates. Very logical, very good. Now, if God is a communicator, would it be fair for me to ask, has he communicated specifically to the creation? I mean, I, I
6: would say that there were instances where that would be true. I mean, I've, mm-hmm. you know, I've had experiences where I felt like God was trying to communicate to me or something like that. Like, right. I would feel... I would feel very strongly motivated to do something and if I didn't do it it would just continue to like weigh on my mind until I did it Mm -hmm. and then I would and it would always be something you know that was like something you would think God would
2: want you to do. Okay, now what what about communicating to humanity in a big way? it would be fair for me to ask, all right, if God is communicative, has he communicated to us? So now I'm going to logically progress to another level. I'm going to take a look at all of the books that claim to be communications from God mm-hmm. and try to figure out if any of them are true. Fair enough? Fair enough. Right. What do you know about the Bible?
6: Uh, well, I mean, I know it was written by a whole lot of people, and I know that, you know... Don't tell me, what does it teach? I mean, it, it basically, like, teaches us, you know... Like, the best way to live our lives and stuff like that. And, like, it teaches us, like, you know, I guess, like, important values and morals and stuff like that. And it teaches us how to live with faith and, you know, just
2: be a better person. All right. I'm trying to stick with logic. Okay. Do you think that we as created beings have a conscience? Yeah, I think we do. All right. Now, I want to, I want to probe into your conscience for a minute. And then we're going to come back to this whole God idea. Okay. All right? And it's going to get a little snarly is that the hip word uh, snarly if you, what, if you want if you, you wanted to be it what's 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 the what's the cool word these days uh it's uh, gonna be tough tricky challenging tough. hard all right here it we go work. all right how many times have you told lies in your life i mean to be honest too many to count but i mean yeah. like i've you know it's oh, like got now got it hold on okay. okay so you told a lot of lies how many things have you stolen in your life I think I can say I've only ever stolen maybe one or two things. But you have. But I have. All right. How many times, brace yourself for this one, maybe even today, have you walked around and looked at women and had sexual thoughts about them? Oh. Well, I mean, that one I
6: really try not to do because I have, like, I'm I'm in a pretty committed relationship. So Mm -hmm. that one I really try not to do. But I would say... It probably might happen
2: once or twice. All right. In the course of course, today. All right. I'm starting to get into your conscience right now. Okay. All right. How many times were you naughty as a child? Besides the times you beat me up. Uh, yeah. D- define naughty. Like, how, how naughty are we talking about? You didn't about? do what your parents wanted you to do, oh, they had to yell at times. you countless, countless times. times. Okay. Have we, all right. Have you ever taken God's name in vain? Yes. I feel really bad about that one, but I have. Okay. That's blasphemy, and that's your conscience at work. All right. So here's where we're at, dude. We've logicked our way. I look around. I see the creation. I know there's a creator. I understand his attributes, one of which is he communicates. I also now understand I've got a conscience, and I, inside of my brain, realize I have done bad things. And if this God holds me accountable, I'm going to be in big trouble. Agreed? Yes. All right. Now, the question is, which one of these books, if any of them, satisfy my new problem? Your newly discovered problem is, you've broken laws, your conscience knows it, it testifies with you that you've broken the laws, is there any one of these religious books that gets me out of this hot water that I'm in? Can you think of any?
6: I mean, the two books that I've read, uh, that I've read pretty extensively were the Quran and the Bible, and the Bible's the the one of those two that I know helps fix that problem. The Quran basically is just, you know, it's almost like complaining
2: about why other religions are wrong a lot of the time. (laughs) Okay, so how does the Bible solve your, your, let's call it your sin problem? First off, it gave me kind of that moral
6: foundation to not sin as much in the first place, like it, it helped reduce that a lot. And then on top of that, it also kind of gave me a little insurance policy, I guess, with Jesus Christ and, you know, the forgiveness that he gave us. Uh huh. How does that work? Well, I mean, like, since he died on the cross, you know, it it was kind of like his payment for our sins and stuff like that. You know, I believe that he made that sacrifice to help me and that I need to, in turn, try and live my life the best I can, you know, and, you know, to be,
2: I guess, grateful for that sacrifice. All right. So, if everything that we've said is true, your situation is you've broken God's laws, yeah. but what you're telling me is Jesus paid our fine, correct? Yes. So if forgiveness is available from this God, we've suddenly discovered that he's very kind and he's very good. Yes. The question is, how do I get forgiven by God? What must I do to have Jesus' goodness appropriated to me? How do I get forgiven by God?
6: I mean, first, I think believing in God and trying to have a relationship with God helps immeasurably with that. And also, when you do do something wrong... You know, if you genuinely feel bad about it and you talk to God about it and you 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 know, apologize and you really try not to do it anymore, I I think you'll be
2: forgiven for it. Okay. Let me let me see if I can put this in a logical order and you tell me what you think, all right? This is what I think. This is what the Bible says. You're right. You're a lawbreaker. God, on a day that he is appointed, will judge all men in righteousness, in perfection. And if we've broken the laws, we deserve to go to hell. You deserve it. I deserve it. They deserve it. Fair yeah, enough? Fair enough. But God is rich in mercy, and he sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, the God-man, to die on a cross to take the punishment that you and I deserve. Mm-hmm. He rose from the dead, ascended into heaven, defeating death. And the Bible says, now that you know that he is good, and he's kind, and he's merciful, and to the extent that he went to save you so that your badness can be placed on Jesus and his goodness can be credited to your account, you must repent. Okay, mm-hmm. The Bible talks about it in a kind of a radical way, a born-again sort of thing that's the word that Jesus used a man must be born again and it doesn't mean that we go back into our mother's stomachs that's dopey it's a spiritual rebirth it's when we get to the place where we realize whoa there is one true God I have sinned a lot and he Mm -hmm. died to save me I am sorry I am done with myself I apologize you turn from your sins that's that repentance thing you're talking about And you put your trust in Jesus Christ and Him alone because He's the only true God. And the Bible says if you will do that because He's the only true God, then you will be forgiven of your sins and granted everlasting life and taken to heaven not on your own merits but on Jesus' merits so that He can be praised for being such an amazingly kind God. What a kind God. What a good God. What a loving God. Absolutely. Okay. So, dude, that born-again thing, that coming to the point in your life where you realize I'm undone, I have blown it, I have sinned, forgive me. You cast yourself at God's mercy. You put your trust in Jesus. Have you done that? I have. When? I did it um, October 16th of my freshman year. Uh Uh-huh. So, dude, why didn't you mention that straight away with me? I I don't know.
6: I guess it just never came up. I mean, I guess it's just one of those things that, like, you know, it happened and then I've just kind of, like, tried to live my life accordingly since then. I don't really think to
2: tell each person I come across about it, Yeah. Yeah. So do you think that since that date, you've been living for the Lord? I do. Uh Uh-huh. And so if I gathered a bunch of your friends around and said, Hey, what's the most important thing in his life? What would they say?
6: I mean, it's been tough coming to college. A a lot of them would probably say school. But I would say that they would say that I uh, I was probably one of the churchiest kids in our bunch.
2: Okay, dude, I appreciate the chat. And the exercise Because you've pretty much Taken me in a goose chaser On this campus Alright man Hey nice chatting with you Okay, talking Dude see ya Alrighty If you were listening And you did follow that logic And you went You know what that's right And it makes it all ring true It's because you know it to be true God has written this knowledge On your heart You know that he exists And you know that you've got a conscience And you know that you've sinned against him And you have been trying to figure this thing out And now you know What you deserve You deserve God's wrath But now you know that God is rich in mercy and he sent his son to die for you. And what you must do in response is you must repent, turn from your sins and put your trust in Jesus Christ. And the Bible promises if you will come to him lowly with a contrite heart and a broken spirit, he delights in that and he will rescue you and he will save you today. Today is the day of salvation. You do not know if you have tomorrow. Why would you reject this amazing offer of his marvelous kindness? Why would you reject it? Why would you wait? Don't repent and put your trust in him today. And until tomorrow, go serve your king.